my widowed mom wants her boyfriend to join the family vacation? Fine. Vacation canceled. I mean, think about it. Like, is he paying for drinks? Is he... He's got to pull his weight. He's got to pull his weight over here. Out of can't just be dicking down my mom. Bro, there's a cost. There's that. a cost. Come on now. Every pump. <laughs> I want payment. Pump payment, baby. Oh, goodness. My dad lost his one and a half year battle with cancer one year ago. April 22nd and only 62 years old. Whew. He and my mom were married for 31 years. The few months before my dad got sick, he and my mom were not on great terms and were contemplating divorce. Yikes. Guy got enough to deal with and that yeah. is divorce. Absolutely. However, through my dad's diagnosis and extreme ups and downs of treatment, they came together, squashed some of their issues, and my mom was there to care for my dad every step of the way. I miss him every day. Me and my mom had always been pretty close, but since my dad died, I feel like I'm seeing and talking to her less and less these days, and it makes me sad. In August of 2022, four months after my dad passed, my mom started seeing someone. She'd call him her friend, slip in mentions of him in conversation, but I personally wanted nothing to do with him. Oh, Still don't. I thought it was too soon and told her so. Four months is... Pretty soon. Pretty soon for... Especially to like introduce it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Four months is pretty soon to introduce it to your kid. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like the wink, wink, nod, nod. Hey, yeah, I'm dating yeah, someone. Yeah, you know. Everyone grieves differently and dating after losing a spouse is hard, but conversations I've attempted with this guy and the chemistry between them has been super awkward in my opinion. <laughs> I feel like she's disregarding any feelings or pushback that me and my sister and extended family have said about this relationship. She has now started bringing him to events and parties, and there is a awkward vibe around when Ooh. he's around. Nobody wants to say it out loud. But this past week, he showed up unexpectedly at our family Easter party at my parents' house. My mom knew he was coming and did not mention it to anyone. <laughs> Following tradition, we stood in prayer before we ate dinner, and my uncle prayed out loud for those we have lost, and I felt so awkward that my mom's boyfriend was there holding hands with my family as we talked about my dad in my dad's house almost only a year to the day that he died. We're now booking flights for a large family vacation in June. Condo has already been booked for months, and my mom casually mentioned at Easter... That she's bringing her boyfriend. Hmm. I didn't hear this at the time and found out later from a cousin. I immediately called and told her my feelings about him going. I don't want him to. Get him out of here. And she completely changed the subject and did not acknowledge what I told her at all. Okay, like, really quick break. There's more to the story. Yeah. But what do you think? Like, what do you think of the mom's reaction? The one thing I'll give her is that, like, ultimately up to her to decide you know, how, how, how she wants to date and stuff. And maybe OP is taking it like, OP is oh, taking it, you know, personally, for very, pretty for sure. personally. Um, but also like to like bring him unannounced and like all these things, like it is a year after. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I think maybe, but I, I think to not acknowledge it is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Like the mom needs to say like, Hey, here's the situation. Like, yeah. let's talk about it. Totally. To ignore it is like, disrespecting op yeah for sure and so, like yeah. also like op's emotions yes agreed what do you think but well, we're gonna dive back into it put, put your thoughts in the comments below 
Not to mention, we've decided to leave a day early to save money on flights. But now that her boyfriend is going, it will actually cost me more because we will no longer be splitting the cost that we originally planned since they will be doing things separately. Money's not the problem, though. It's now the principle to me. Of the 20 family members that will be there on this trip, not one person really wants him to be there except her. He will be staying in the same condo and we're going to have to tiptoe around this awkward situation for the entire week while we should be relaxing and enjoying the family time together. Yeah. So Opie's going to be subjected to some cheek clapping in the middle of the night. Uh Uh-oh. Dad, is that you? Good no, gravy. it's the boyfriend oh clapping cheeks God. and making spooky noises and moaning. I think that they should, like, if they want to go, then they should probably get their own situation, which it sounded like there was some sort of setup that they were doing. Well, I think they were going right? to split everything, but right. now that the boyfriend's going, like, they're going to do different things. Right. And, and now they're sharing, like, the, I, I guess, like, the boyfriend should definitely pay for the condo for sure. Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Or maybe yeah, get yeah. another place. I don't know, but... To finish it off, am I the a-hole for wanting to cancel on the family vacation and or stick to my guns about not wanting her boyfriend to go, even though she already booked his flights? Oh, it's kind of tough because like I I do kind of no, no, no. It's I mean, it's not that tough. Like I think I think the the, the, the issue that I'm running up against is that I think OP is again taking it like a little too personally with everything else other than the situation yeah so it's kind of going maybe like a little bit too hard but like everyone doesn't want him there and it was like last minute it wasn't discussed so it's like i would be like hey could would you mind just like maybe just coming but getting your own arrangements just yeah. so we can like have our own space especially like as a family. if everyone is if everyone's on board it. yeah yeah and it could be just be like close family like there there are things that you don't take new boyfriends or girlfriends to a hundred percent like it could just be close family only there and if everyone feels uncomfortable i mean because then it then it ruins it for everybody yeah and it's like well then why are we even doing this like uh, you know uh i do think i think op's maybe you know, overreacting a little bit. Yeah. Cause like, you know, the, the mom, the mom is going to date at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she's human. I do think her, uh, completely ignoring OP. That, is yeah, that's, when, that's, when that is OP brought crazy. it up is like exacerating the issue. Like if you don't want this to happen, talk about what's happening. What, 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 like, what's your emotional state? Like a hundred percent. What do you feel for this guy? Who is this guy? Yeah. You know? Um, but that's what I think. I don't know. What, what, what do y'all think? Like, what, what would you do in this situation as OP? <laughs> what would you do as the mom too? Yeah. You know, like if that yeah. happened to you, like also how long is like an appropriate grieving period before dating? Also, how long is it before it's appropriate to bring it's like to uh, after grieving dating and then bringing that person in on like family events and vacations and stuff uh, like that is kind of like a interesting scenario because then it's which you shouldn't really have to consider everyone else but then like everyone else is also still maybe grieving i'm i'm thinking of uh like i I had an uncle that passed away a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and i'm thinking if my aunt showed up to a family gathering with someone new after a year it's been like i think it's been like two years now but after a year that would have been i I think everyone would have been like what and it's i i think i feel like it's a lot less weird just like dating but like yeah bringing to the family event is like yeah yeah because that's like put like like kind of it feels like you're like like you're you're not doing this but it almost feels like you're dancing on the grave a little bit yeah and just just encroaching on the family space too yeah it's just like hey the memory it's like because it's like now it's like 
like that like that memory is almost it's not being replaced yeah, but yeah. it's like i get what you mean it's like ways, oh now it's yeah, yeah this guy i yeah totally yeah, yeah this guy whatever this dude i don't know let us know what you think put it in the comments below Mormon parents made 15-year-old daughter sign a contract in order to get a phone number because she got a job. Seems like a little bit of helicopter parenting. Yeah. Or as they say in Mormon parenting book, parenting. <laughs> I thought it was going to be some like weird, like some analogy of like whatever the guy, Joseph. Joseph, uh... What's I forgot his name. Joseph yeah, something. Forgot as well. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. There we like go. The there we go. Most white sounding name ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good old Joe it's Smith. Like the Thanos of white names. <laughs> all, all all of the gems. All are of in the that. gems we have. Alrighty. So super long story short, my parents are on more of the extreme side of Mormonism. Okay. So much so that I, 19 female, moved out the day I turned 18. I had members from my ward, which is like their church, asking if siblings and I were okay. A few weeks ago, my sister got a job from a company owned by Mormons and is heavily, in all caps, supported by Mormons. Okay. I wonder what the company is. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm very <laughs> curious. My sisters then had enough reason to demand a phone from my parents so she could get the job. Fast forward today, and this bullshit is happening. I mean, also, just like it makes total sense to get a phone one maybe earlier than 14 14 is fine too but yeah, like 14 is probably good yeah i think i think that's when i really got my phone maybe a, a year or two younger yeah um but you need a phone if you're gonna be working yeah yeah that's that's a fair yeah that's a fair, fair thing to really want fine. as a parent um i don't know exactly how it went down because of me being an ex-mormon i'm not allowed to talk to my siblings that much Jeez. so um yeah, that's a lot. Um, but I do know that she wasn't allowed to disagree at all with anything or the deal was off. This is actually pretty tame compared to what it was like growing up. Mom threatened to have the pantry padlocked. The pantry? Wow. So I guess like basically you don't get any food. What? That's pretty insane. Wow. My sister got an infection for not getting any medication. Because they're like anti-medication, anti-medicine. Yeah, yeah. at at some rate, whether it was a punishment or otherwise, it seems like they did not deliver the meds. And I was told I'd be pulled out of school and college if I didn't conform to the religion and to their practices. We've dealt with racism, sexism, anti-vax, anti-gay, and so much more. Dang, that's like the laundry list of oppression. (laughs) Oh my God. Not a fun laundry list. Not a fun laundry list. I have a ton of stories I can share. I just thought this one was a good eye roll and laugh. Back to the contract. I agree with some of the rules. I just think it's really weird to make a whole ass contract. Side note, not nearly as severe, but my dad used to make like contracts for us. Like I will sweep my room on Wednesdays and Fridays and like make a sign. My dad did the same thing. We had like contracts that he would write up and I would have to sign or like I used to have to like if I ever got in trouble, I would have to write like an essay on why I shouldn't do it again. <laughs> I remember I accidentally like made a bomb and my sister, it blew up in my sister's hand. And you accidentally made a bomb. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Please explain. So, you know, like if you put dry ice in a water bottle and uh, mix it with water, it will make the bottle explode. Okay. And so Christian okay. and I, when we were like, I don't know, like 13 or 12 or something, we put dry ice in the water bottle and tossed it into the middle of the street to, you know, make it explode. Right. My sister comes out at that time and she goes over and she's like, 
I don't know, yeah. seven or something. And she goes and she's like, like, we're waiting for it to explode, but it's not exploding. And Sophia's like, oh, like, I'm going to go up and like shake it. And I'm like, Sophia, do not oh, go okay. up and shake it. Oh, and sh- and she keeps walking towards. And I'm like, Sophia, stop right now. And she gets over that, picks it up. And right when she picks it up, it explodes in oh. her hand. Luckily, it wasn't a glass water bottle because that shrapnel would not been good. Oh, geez, dude. But anyway, I had to write a paper about why I should not make bombs. <laughs> And throw it into the street. That one's not your fault. That one's <laughs> not your fault. Did did it actually like hurt her in any way, or was it just kind of like no? I mean, she hurt, it hurt her eardrum a bit. But how she tells it, which is such BS, and she she adheres to the story to this day. <laughs> Christian and I were making a bomb in the backyard, right, or in the front yard, and we toss it into the street, and that there was a car coming, and she needed to move the uh, the water bottle away from the car. So it wouldn't hurt the car. <laughs> and that doesn't make any sense oh my God. because one, it was in the gutter. Like, right. So like, it, right. It, like we threw oh. it in the street and it rolled to the gutter, not right. like inside, but it was like, like right next to it. Right. Yeah. yeah right yeah. next to the, um, the curb. And so that doesn't make any sense. And like, what, you're just going to like, what do you, where are you going to, where are you going to put it? Where are you going to put this? It was, it was, there yeah. was no reason for you to pick that up, even if it was like what it's gonna blow up on a car and the driver is gonna get like a little spooked or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I'm Team Sam on this one. Yeah. So anyway, I had to write an essay about that. Uh, well, actually, Christian and I both had to write. One of my friends, Christian, yeah, who's my roommate now. We both had to write the essay together. Um, but Christian did not contribute because group projects suck. That's right. We know about those. Yeah. Um. So I had to write the whole paper myself. Wow. Well, that sucks. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if I wrote that paper, but I know it was a sign. It was a sign. I don't know if there's a due date. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you could turn it in like next time you see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Dad, I have something for you. <laughs> I know it's a little late. Like, by 10 years. Back to OP's contract. So OP says, I just thought it was really weird to make a whole ass contract. Not as weird yeah. as you think. No, no. You know, it, it happens. It, it happens, happens to other people. Maybe it's like a white people thing. Then Maybe. That no. definitely could that be. Sound, that sounds like something like we would be made fun of on like Twitter's like definitely. white people have, oh, the, have you know their kids signing contracts right? <laughs> yeah. you know, getting them getting them ready for the work Absolutely. in the world. Did you ever drink? Uh, slight side, slight short side note. Did you ever eat spaghetti with milk? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was another thing on a podcast that they discovered that that white people did, which I also definitely ate spaghetti and milk at, at one point for sure. For sure. What? Did you not just eat like drink milk at dinner? And then just one day you happened to be served spaghetti and you had spaghetti and milk. No, I drank milk and I have eaten spaghetti. I was a big milk drinker. So yeah. I, I, I drank milk all but the time. You didn't drink milk and eat spaghetti? No. Wow. I even felt weird about putting milk in oatmeal. Really? Yeah. Milk is for cereal and for drinking. All right. Those are, those are, I, I agree. Line. I agree. It's weird, but I, weird. I did it. So is it good? I mean, I guess <laughs> I don't even drink. I don't, I don't know the last time I've had like straight milk. You know what I mean? Uh, I'll only have that gay milk now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So once again, back to this contract, uh, there were things on it. Like I will not look up porn. I will not receive naked photographs. Mm. When I am 14 years old, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, you don't want your kid doing that, but it's almost like that's almost an age where it's like weird to like you bringing it up. Yeah. I think I would tell my kids not to send or receive nudes. Not to send. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, The contract maybe is the toe over the line. Yeah, the toe, the contract is weird. I think I would also say like generally like any, I, I think something that, I, a belief I hold in general is that like you should always 
try to avoid cheap dopamine. And so like cheap dopamine in in the form of like drugs is like, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're doing coke, right, getting a dopamine high, but it's cheap. It's not like it's not built on anything. It's not substantial. There's no substance there. And I think same with porn, right? There's no there's no substance Mm -hmm. behind the dopamine. And so you're 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 rewarding your brain for an action that actually doesn't like lead to your happiness. And so I, I think that generally cheap dopamine should be avoided. And so I would I think I would tell my kids like from that perspective. That is a fantastic lesson. I pray your teenager will receive that the way that I am. <laughs> like cheap dopamine, like, fuck you, dad. I'm sending notes. I'm jacking off right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I can add friends to the phone, but they may not be of the opposite sexual orientation, but they meant gender. <laughs> I mean, that's that's dumb. Yeah. What if you're you're working with a someone who's male? Exactly. Like like oh like uh did you just oh no I can't add you. It's like what? bro, bro, we work together. It's like it's like those. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen those text conversations where it's like, hey, uh, how's it going? And then the person says, I have a boyfriend. And then they're like, cool. So w- this is what you're going to be doing for the group project. <laughs> Although I will say, as someone being in a committed relationship, sometimes when you're covering your bases, you do overstep a little bit by yeah. accident. <laughs> I'm just imagining when like John goes out anywhere, as soon as like any girl touches, I have a girlfriend. Yeah, li- literally, they'll like that'll that'll be like nine forty nine. I have a girlfriend. <laughs> I don't have to pay. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, we will finish this story. I promise you. And they would go through the phones whenever they want, even when I was almost eighteen. If she violates any of the 22 rules, she loses the phone. There's 22 rules? 22 rules, sir. This is a contract. Oh, my God. 22 line items. Oh, my God. If you have any red lines, talk to my lawyer. <laughs> and anytime she like messes up any of these 22 rules, she loses more and more phone time. If it happens a fourth time, she loses it permanently, and they will send her to a very bad therapist. I can't imagine like a therapist that's like doing all of these... like toxic things just like you you texted a male coworker. how dare you <laughs> i don't want anyone thinking she's a bad kid she's absolutely not she's actually very very good she's on the straight and narrow nice to everyone and is just trying to get through life with our parents now that i've escaped my parents i know they will never change since everything has gotten worse in different ways i just want my siblings to be able to get through everything with as little damage as possible i mean op seems like a great big sister definitely um yeah. The contract is a bit much. Yes. Definitely a bit much. I mean, some of them, you know, I think are good rules in general. You know, don't don't send or receive. For sure. That's that's definitely advice that that parents should give. Yeah. Unless unless you're starting your OnlyFans and it's a business. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that's like that's like going to be the new new parenting. It's like don't send or receive news unless, you know, you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) And you're trying to sell your body for money. On Above, 18. Above 18. Above 18. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's sorry. why it was sorry. so weird. Yeah, no, sorry. Not, not a point. Yeah. <laughs> to clarify. I'm talking about the... <laughs> Samuel Donner does not endorse your 14-year-old daughter's starting an OnlyFans. Um, no, 18. <laughs> See ya. This boss ain't happy, see? Uh, what's wrong, boss? We're running low on respect. 
This podcast ain't got enough five-star ratings on Spotify. What do we do, bud? Yeah, boss. Yo, the one listening. Go to OKOP's profile page on Spotify. Click about and then give us five stars, capiche? They did, boss. Ah, beautiful. Now we're the most respected family in this goddamn town. Thanks, listener. You're now an honorary member of our family. Remember, we take care of our own.